Navigating Solo is the official singles adult ministry podcast of the United Pentecostal Church International. Navigating Solo is dedicated to encouraging single adults in every stage of life by using biblical principles to navigate discussion on various topics. Here's your host, Dr. Lorraine Orozco. Welcome to Navigating Solo. I am so excited here to have our special guest, Laurie Washington from Southern California joining us today. And she's gonna be telling us all about some of the incredible things that she is doing with her life, her education, and with her ministry and her business. Laurie, thank you so much for joining us today. It's so such a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you. I am, I am honored to be your guest today. Thank you so much. Well, I wanted to just get right into it. And I want you just to tell the audience, um, Navigating Sola, about yourself, about where you're from. Tell us about your family, your education, your church involvement, um, ministry things that you do. And then we'll kind of talk about your business and some other really cool things about you that you do. Yes, indeed. So um, I am a California girl. I live in Southern California right now um, for a while. I've lived in Southern California. I grew up in Northern California. Um, I actually came here about a year after high school. I was still 18. Um, so I've been in, this is definitely my home now, Southern California. Um, my family, um, I, I was one of those born and raised um, apostolic under the pews, if you would say. Um, I had a great example in my mom, very involved in church. She was a singles leader at our church growing up. And I was that kiddo who was sitting in the sanctuary with the lights off because my mom was in staff meeting, <laughs> just waiting, you know, for us to be able to leave. So church has been my life um, and I'm very, very thankful for it. Um, education. I, uh, like I said, I came here when I was 18, about a year um, after high school. And um, I got my bachelor's degree here in LA um, in fashion design and marketing. Um, it was a very um, rare to degree to get at the time, a, a dual major. Um, I've gone through um, some teaching credentialing here at Cal State Long Beach. And right now I'm earning a master's degree in uh, the program is family and consumer sciences. Hold on just a minute. The concentration <laughs> is apparel design and merchandising. Okay. <laughs> so that is what I am doing now. Um, as far as ministry, um, I am involved here, um, here at Bayside Apostolic, here, Apostolic Center. Um, here in Southern California, in Torrent. Um, over the years, like I said, I've had an example in my mother of being very involved in ministry. Um, I've, I've done from kids' church to working with the youth to um, our sign language team. <laughs> um, at the moment right now, um, some of the uh, bigger things that I'm responsible for are um, our food ministry. We have a food ministry. Um, we have a weekday uh, daytime morning Bible study um, that I'm involved in. And um, those have been great. I'm very thankful to be involved in those. Um, and just outside of my local church, just in the district altogether, um, I am one of the team members of our SoCal Singles team. Awesome. Okay, so Lurie, 
why don't you just tell us just a little bit more in detail about the food ministry that you have been a part of? And because I know that this has been a ministry that has blessed so many at your church and in your local area um, there in Torrance. So can you tell us how it kind of started? Yes. Um, so it actually started with uh, a connection, some friends of mine um, outside of my church. They belong to another church here in South Bay, um, helping them weekly with the food distribution. Um, their church actually has the connection um, with this store that we pick up from. And it was a Thanksgiving. And um, my friend, I'm there helping. She said, you know, we really can't give away all of this food. It's really hard for us every year. We have a double load, truck load um, of food. Do you think your church can help us? And I was like, yeah, we can do this. We can distribute this food. Um, and since 2019, we have done um, what the community knows as our Thanksgiving food giveaway. And just from the very beginning as a church, we wanted to, we saw the opportunity to really connect. We knew we were going to have the community coming through um, in a way that we don't normally. So we set it up to where they came and got their box of food, their turkey, and we offered prayer for mm -hmm. them right then and there before they left. We asked if there's anything we can pray for. Um, and that was the first year and we've been doing it every year since. Um, this year, still helping my friend out um, during the weekday with her pickups. Um, it was her pastor's wife who's actually established all of these connections with the stores who called me on the phone. <laughs> and she said, listen, I know you've been helping um, our person here at our church all of these years. I'm picking up a new location. Would your church like to take a day? Hmm. And that's how we got brought. We, we were brought into this and we pretty much have our own branch now of this food giveaway. Um, and again, over the years, it was always, man, this is so great. We love having all these visitors. We love doing this Thanksgiving food. We really wish we could have it every day of the year. And all these years later, God opened that door for us. And I talked to pastor, like, can we do it? We can do it, right? We can do it. <laughs> and um, we decided on Wednesday. Um, so how it goes now, um, we have a daytime Bible study um, that we, we've we opened up to the community. Um, after that daytime Bible study, um, the those who come can take food. Um, and it's actually a fun Bible study. It is called Food for Life. Yeah. So the Bible studies are themed around the food that we have that day. Um, so one day we were talking about seasonings and the lesson was about being salt, the salt of the mm -hmm. earth. So there's that connection with every Bible study. Um, and then in the evenings at six, the community comes out and, and they, um, they come in and we distribute the food at that time. Um, what's, what is pretty interesting about this, we did start the six o'clock, um, the six o'clock giveaway, I want to say February, March. Mm -hmm. And, it has been a process for me starting the daytime Bible study. Um, we recently started that, even though that was a plan from the beginning, um, mm -hmm. we recently started that in uh, August. Okay. Okay. So you are the one that does heads up the Bible study on, on the daytime on Wednesday. And then you guys also do the food giveaway at 6 p.m. Yes. on Wednesday. Yes. Okay. And pastor and sister size are your pastors there? And so they're kind of the ones that also have said like, yes, let's do this. Let's do this. Yes. 
oh amazing, yeah amazing thing um yeah. to be able for you to you know use that ministry and you were saying I love the fact that you were saying like and we do it based on the themes of the food so you guys do the bible study and then you guys give away that type of food that's coming in that evening yes um it's it's fun this really the idea the the food for life and the the ideas um with tying in the food to each bible study that was just like a brainstorming session with with pastor (laughs) that was a very fun session um but I, I will share with you the reason why we started in February and then the Bible study portion didn't start until August. Um, so as I said, that was the beginning. We always wanted to tie in somehow. Let's let's um, food is important. We know that. But it's it's the spiritual. It's the heart that we want to get to. We want to see people saved. Whatever we do at Bayside, we want to see people saved um, through that. Um so the idea was for this Bible study and almost right away within myself, I started to get the, the thoughts. Oh, nobody wants to come to Bible study. <laughs> you know, um, you have to tie it in and, and tie it into this and let the food giveaway be the lead. All these different things started to come through in my mind. Now, coming into all of this, I had a strategy. I am a strategy planning person. Mm-hmm. Um, when we first got the food, of course, the idea is how are we going to get the word out? How are right. we going to tell the community? You have your social media sites. You have all of that. Um, where we're placed as a church, our church building is within um, like a complex of other uh, businesses. And so my first rollout, my rollout plan, <laughs> so pastor, these are, you know, the rollout plans. I'll go door to door to the businesses, let them know that, you know, we have this food giveaway coming. But it was really just this, sometimes when when you feel God wanting you to do something and then the doubts start to come in, then also procrastination comes in and different things. And it finally came to a point in August that I had to say, you're afraid to do this. Mm-hmm. And I am not a person to be afraid. I, mm-hmm. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not afraid of people or very many things, but it finally, like the Lord was dropping it on me. You've been afraid. That's why you haven't done it. Mm-hmm. until now you're afraid of people not showing up you're afraid of people not supporting you're afraid of putting in all the effort and then day one day two day three comes and there's nothing mm-hmm. no one yeah. um and when I realized that I talked to my pastor I was like pastor you know I'm not afraid but I'm actually afraid this time around um and at that time we decided to do an outreach actually taking cards, going down the streets to the homes around the church and passing out cards. And that fear was there and something just clicked. And I said, you know what? Fear means run forward. If I'm afraid, that means God wants to do something and I can't let this fear stop me. So I'm I'm very grateful. We rolled it out. We knocked the doors (laughs) and we have a group that shows up every Wednesday now. That's awesome. What an incredible um, testimony to your community. And also um, just the fact that you were willing to help your 
your another church in the community, your other friend, and that God was able to open up the doors for you and your own church and to do this and not only just to give the food away, but to do a Bible study. And so I think that's incredible. And I kind of wanted to switch gears a little bit because you are 39 years old. Um, you just had a birthday, uh, have never been married and you are, you know, single and you've been active in so many different things. You said your mom has been an incredible inspiration. It's been an example of being involved in church. Um, you also mentioned is, is, um, sister size. She is our national director that you get to work with her on the SoCal Sam team and involved in that a lot of singles things. And I also wanted to really just hone in on the business that you have. So back there, you have a banner. So for everybody that is watching, yes. go into it. Yes. And this is a business that you have started. It's something that you walked out on faith and did um, your education, your passion. I don't know of anybody that we've ever had so far on the podcast that has been involved in such a unique ministry and then, you know, a business that you do as far as fashion. So I want you to just tell us about your business and the things that you do in the community and where God has led you in that in an avenue of ministry and business. Absolutely. Um, so I started sewing to it in 2018. Um, this was actually my second attempt at business, uh, for those who may be watching who have ever started a business before, the first one usually doesn't go so great. <laughs> and I didn't completely realize that at the time. And um, I, I kind of writ- wrote it all off. I said, never again, you know. Um, but uh, the Lord did work on me and, and bring this back up to start this. So into it back in 2018. Um, this really brings together two things that have been a huge part of my life, all of my life, which are sewing and teaching. Mm -hmm. And really since I was a child, it's been sewing and teaching. Um, And I, a lot of the times I do get the question um, when people see me and see that I've designed something or, you know, I'm I'm in the the fashion and sewing realm. And then I say, oh, I'm a public school teacher. Mm -hmm. And they say, well, hold on. How did you get from sewing to teaching? (laughs) Or if when I worked in public school, I was at work and I told them what I did, why make bridesmaids dresses over the summer, you know, and I do this and, and they say the same thing. Well, how'd you get from teaching to sewing? I said, it's always been both of them in my life, but it took me a while and God dealing with me to understand that it doesn't have to be a choice. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be fashion design and sewing or teaching, um, it really can be both. And that realization is where so into it came from. Um, so uh, sewing, I, I started maybe like a lot of others. I started when I was seven. Um, my grandmother started to teach me. She was an amazing seamstress and tailor. Um, she did just amazing work. And I just grew up watching her and she finally let me touch her things when I was seven. Um, by the time I was in high school, I was sewing for others for money, making jean skirts (laughs) Um, and and doing those things. At the same time, I was in a teacher preparation program in high school. Um, I went to my church's school. Um, And then that's just how how it had been, both of them um, up until this time. Um, Again, like I said, I I did work in public school. Um, The Lord dealt with me about being a teacher (laughs) Um, that came through working in kids ministry at the church. I don't know if anyone else is like this, 
I was like, okay, I'm going to take up this ministry. I'll go ahead and lead it, but I'm doing it until the real person comes <laughs> to come lead it because I'm not that person. <laughs> I'm going to start it, but you know, Lord, you just uh, let me know when they get here. Um, and I went to uh, I went to a kids training um, with Brother Lord Lloyd Squires. He was uh, teaching the training. I went to a kids church training, and the whole training, the Lord was just like, "No, but I, it's you. Mm. You're the one. No one else is coming. You're the one." <laughs> and on my way home from Orange County, like the Lord just kept speaking to me. I've called you to teach. I've called you to be a teacher. And I just cried the whole way. Okay, Lord, I'll be a teacher if that's what you want me to be. Um, and from there, when that finally clicked, and this is the person that I am, if the Lord has really showed me that I am a teacher and it's not just something that I've done all of my life and I've been involved in some kind of teaching some way, somehow, if the Lord has said, you are a teacher, I want to be a teacher in every aspect of my life. And so I literally ran out to the school district, put in an application <laughs> and started teaching as a long-term substitute teacher. Um, but again, like I said, in 2018, I realized I didn't have to make a choice between this and that. They can come together. And this is what came out of it. That is so cool. And I also have work in the public school system as a substitute teacher. So I understand what that kind of is like, but what a great thing for you to be able to do both of those things. Like you said, like God didn't just say, just do one or the other and just that passion of teaching children. And so what I understand is that um, you do summer camps and do other kind of things. So tell me about some of those other things that you have also been doing other than um, the public school teaching. Yes. Um, so my summer camps, um, I'll really tell you, I have two. One is called Creative Camp, um, Sew Into It Creative Camp, and the other is Sew Into It Fashion Camp. Fashion Camp was, if I'm going to be a sewing studio, I need a fashion camp. Like, everyone has a fashion camp. I'm not in the game until I have a fashion camp. But Creative Camp, that was really something that uh, God really developed in me. I, I, I truly believe I am a, a big thinker, big dreamer, creative person, um, and I really believe every creative idea that the Lord drops on us, that's just a part of the essence of who he is. He is the great creator. So I think it's very special <laughs> when he drops a creative idea or just, you know, something that I never really thought of before. But um, creative camp, um, even in public school, I, I'd always tell the kiddos, you know, your creativity is limitless. It's limitless. God can use it. it. It doesn't matter what it is because every part of you belongs to God. Every part of you is made by God. And if you're willing to give it to him, every part of you can be used by God. So if it's basket weaving, he mm -hmm. wants to use that because he gave you that creativity. He gave you that talent. It doesn't matter what it is. He can use it and receive the glory out of it. And that really is kind of in public school, in the youth, um, and so all of these, this camp idea started to come around that creativity, that God is the great creator and he made us to be creative like he did. And so the original creative camp, actually, um, there are just like any other camp, there are activities that happen every day, but there is a scripture and, um, 
there's a scripture that's tied to each one of those. Um, each one of those days in a lesson, maybe it's learning, uh, it's learning about Dorcas or learning about different ones who were creative and mm-hmm. use their hands to create things in, in the word. So that's where creative camp started. Um, it moved out from that space. The original idea was for it to be for churches. <laughs> that was the original idea for it to be for churches. But, um, I did kind of, I was pushed certain nudged out of that space and I kind of struggled with it for a while. It's like, Lord, I created this for church kids. And now I'm looking at seeming like I need to go into summer camps, contracting with the cities. Like, is this, is this okay? (laughs) You know, Lord, is that all right? Um, And I did, I, I changed it a little bit um, since it wasn't church specific out in the cities. Um, But still the message is the same. You were created you were created to do great things. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a growing thing. Um, I kind of realized kind of where it was this year. Um, like I said, I do it through contracts with the city because my space is only so big here. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the city workers came into the office. I was handling some business and signing some papers. Um, and she kind of overheard my conversation. And I've never met this city worker. And she walked past me and turned around and goes, Oh, are you the teacher of that popular creative camp? It's like mm-hmm. popular who? What? Oh, <laughs> you know, but I give, I give all glory to God for that because it's like, that was you. That, that's something, Lord, that you formed in me. And I'm, I'm very grateful to be able to share it with, with the community. Yeah. And so I wanted to mention too, just that this, you said this started as a church stuff for church kids, but now mm-hmm. it is opened up to the community. And mm-hmm. so what a witness it is to be able to share like all of the things that you say that there's a scripture, there's something, you know, there's a Christian based kind of thing to it. And that the, the area surrounding you and the people in the community have caught on and that it is the popular sewing thing that the camp that you do. And so I just really love that fact that it is being such a witness um, and that you're just being a witness in your community as far as like food ministry, as far as this business that is, you know, helping you financially, but is also being such a huge impact in your community and bringing, drawing people to the word and to church. And as a single woman, um, what an incredible thing just to give all of your talents and everything that you have to the kingdom of God. And then, you know, this is what happens. God does big things. He does big yes, things. Yes, indeed. So I now, wanted... I, oh, sorry, go ahead. I did want to clarify. So with my camp, it started out as with the scriptures and all of that. When I started to take it out to the cities with contracts, mm-hmm. I did have to change it a bit. Mm-hmm. And I did struggle. I, I prayed to the Lord about that. I'm like, Lord, you gave it to me for kids. But if I have to change it to take the uh, Bible lessons out of it, Lord, is that is that OK? <laughs> is that OK? But it still is. Um, it still comes from that foundation, letting them know that they were created for a purpose and still speaking into them. Um you know, and I still have the other and I'm glad to have it. Um, but like I said, it, it's still speaking into them that they were created for a purpose. And still sharing the love of God, you being that person. Exactly. Love and being that example. 
So I wanted to kind of just start into our closing remarks, but I wanted to ask about what are some of the words of encouragement that you'd like to share with singles? And as we mentioned, you are working on the SoHale team for single adult ministries and you are 39 and doing this as a single woman and all of these amazing um, ventures and, and ministries that you are doing. So what would you like to say to people who are listening to Navigating Solo podcast and how would you like to encourage them? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think the biggest thing that I would like to encourage um, everyone about is about fear. Mm-hmm. Fear is fear. Don't let fear be the indication that you need to stop. Whatever it is that God put on you, um, whatever it is that God put in you, he wants to use it. And that fear creeps in, that fear comes up, you know, um, we've probably heard this said before, courage is not the absence of fear. (laughs) Courage is going forward in the face of fear. So whether it is that you're feeling that God is calling you to step out and start a Bible study at your church when you've probably never done that before, or he's stepping out, um, asking you, you know, this is um, one that I didn't share, but I do want to share this one. Um, I don't currently work for the school district anymore. Um, Yes, I did go through a teacher preparation program, all of these things to prepare to be a teacher. Um, But the other side of that was, Lord, I want to go full time with this. And I let and let that be my prayer. I wrote it. I'm a goals person. I wrote it down, wrote it down almost every day. And then the time came in 2021 that I just just a little still small voice that I, I hear. And he said, go full time. Mm-hmm. Exactly what I had been writing, saying, you know, Lord, I, I don't know. And it was just like, now? But I'm not ready. But I don't have this. But, 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 you know, all of these things come up. There are times when the Lord is calling you to do something and your response is, I'm not ready. But what about this? This hasn't been prepared. If he's asking you to do it, don't be afraid. Step out because he's going to be right there under you. Your next step, he's going to be holding you in your next step. You may not know exactly. You can't see the whole picture. All you can see is what's in front of you. Don't be afraid. Whatever God is asking you to do, he's not going to let you fall. I love that. That is wonderful. And it's true. Just being able to trust God and step out in fear, which you have done. And that is a great encouragement. Is there anything else that you want to leave with our audience? Anything else that you want to mention before we close our interview today? Um, yes. One last thing. Um, I talked about a little bit about dreaming um, I, to those who've had dreams um, and you've let them go to the side. Um, if you're again, afraid to dream those big dreams, I want to encourage you to dream, dream again, dream for the first time, continue to dream because the Lord, he wants to use that. He wants to use that. And then probably touching back on fear. So dream the dreams. The word says in Proverbs to make your plans and the Lord will guide your steps. He's going to direct your steps. He's going to order your steps. Our part is just to dream the dream, (laughs) write it down, and then leave the who, when, why, where, leave all of that up to the Lord and trust his timing for all of these things. And it may not happen. Whatever he put in your heart to do, it may not happen right away. Even in our singleness, in marriage, 
Some may even have a word that you're going to be married, but that was like five years ago. <laughs> you know, it just trust God through the process, write the dream, keep the dream, write the vision, make it plain in front of you and trust him to bring it together and bring it to pass. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you so much, Larie Washington, for being our guest today on Navigating Solo. And to all of you that are listening, God bless. Join us next week for another great interview on Navigating Solo.